السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ We had you, I think it was probably a year or two back when we did the, that interview. And Alhamdulillah, before we were using the phone and the mic, it wasn't working out. But Alhamdulillah, I see the engineer today has um, gotten hold of you, Alhamdulillah. Mufti Saab, how are you doing? How's the weather in Pakistan? Alhamdulillah, uh, I'm fine, uh, along with Allah. Uh, what is still warm? Uh, it's the end of November, I mean the end of October, and normally we're starting, we start to get a little change in the weather, it starts to get a little bit cooler, um, especially at night and in the morning, but that's not the case nowadays, but hmm. it's hot, it feels like it's June and July, hmm. uh, so I don't think we're going to have much of a winter at all. Hmm. We don't normally have much of a winter, but uh, I think we'll have even less uh, this year. So Muftisab, in Pakistan at the moment, with regards to this, you know, the major crisis for us as Muslimin is the Palestinian issue. And what's happening currently in Pakistan? Maybe you can just give us a brief breakdown before we actually address the actual crisis of Palestine. Yeah, it's, um, it's mixed. Uh, there's not too much talk about it, um, even in the masjid. Uh, there'll be some talk during Juma, um, the normal Juma Bayans. Um, I, I don't watch television, so I, I don't know what the, the news is talking about too much. Um, but, you know, this is a cricket country. This cricket, uh, this country loves cricket. There's more talk about uh, yeah, this international cricket stuff uh, than uh, Palestine. But uh, Jamal Islami, which is a uh, political um, you know, uh, Islamic organization. They will have rallies on, on Sundays, um, and there'll be a little bit of talk, but um, uh, it's you know, a lot like the West, you know, some uh, protesting with uh, banners and uh, shouting slogans and, and things like that, but uh, no real looking at things that need to be changed with the Ummah in order to uh, to see something change in Philistine. Um, everything is in our hands. Yes. All right, but we don't seem to realize that. Yes, 100%. Mufti Saab, now we know that uh, the news, this is the mouthpiece of the West, as we can see in so many instances. CNN has uh, admitted last week that Hamas that was a rumor about that they beheaded babies. And then yesterday, uh, the, one of the captives, a female captive, spoke, and she said that how well that the Hamas had treated them. So regarding this, how alert should be, we be with regards to the news that, we, that is reaching us? Well, it, it, it's, it hasn't changed in, in a, probably in a hundred years. Um, they did the same type of um, misinformation, disinformation of the blacks in America during the civil rights movement and and even up until today. Um, you, know, you can't trust anything on the television, uh, on the news. 
uh, for the mainstream news, um, this, this, this information. But um, it, it has helped me uh, to, to listen less to it. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mother, my mother's a Christian and, and she's 94 years old. And before I left uh, America uh, 30 years ago, uh, my mother, she stopped watching television, mm-hmm. basically because of the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, she never felt the news was giving anything positive. Yes. Um, and she's not Muslim. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so that was her complaint. And since I've been here, I've met a couple of people about my age, uh, I'm 68, uh, who stopped watching television. We shouldn't be watching television anyway as Muslims. Yes. Uh, but they stopped watching television um, because of the, the, the negativity on the television, nothing good uh, to listen to. Uh, so uh, it's helped me, all right? Uh, especially since the bombing of the hospital, mm. okay, I, I stopped looking uh, for for information uh, from the media, uh, but people send me information, so I'm still receiving it, but I'm not active in looking for it uh, because uh, that's that's the control right now. The control right now is with military and with media, mm. okay, and uh, we have no control over that. But we have we have a different control that we're not using, all right, and that is um, going back to the dean. Yes. Um, when I I came here, um, I'm American, right, and so here in Pakistan, uh, I know some people that are my age and older who remember the war uh, against India in 1965. Okay, um, and they said that the masjid. Uh, was packed for Fajr the same way it was packed for Juma mm. in 1965. Okay? Yes. Uh, but it's not the case like that now. Mm. It's not even the case like that in Ramadan. Mm. You see? Um, and this this is what we need to do now as Muslims. We need to go back to the masjid. Okay? Uh, it, we shouldn't be missing even Tagbeulah. All right, go to the masjid, pray all five of our namaz in the masjid, doing talba, uh, and turning back to Allah. All right, then Allah will send the help. Mm. But there's very little, if any, talk about doing anything like that. We're talking about sending money. Okay, yes, we need to send money and medicine and clothes and things like that. Uh, even that's a problem because it's not getting through, um, but, uh, but trickling through. Uh, but what we do have in our power is ability to act on what is part on us, okay? And um, and acting on the dean, and then Allah will send the help. But um, <laughs> most people are not thinking like that. Hmm. That's strange because I think, is it because it has to be, I think, that because our iman has become so weak that we just, our gaze is on... Um, is Egypt going to send those trucks in or not? Is this going to happen? So it's we're just basing it on our what we see and what we know and the information that they give us. For example, tonight also they said, now this is pretty um, scary, horrific if you can call it. There is no more fuel and uh, with regards to the hospitals, they said, I just gave the news just before this that approximately 140 babies 
and that is in um, they 130 babies in incubators and 140 ICU patients at risk. Now, when you just read these figures alone and you just think one baby alone is major for us, and but already we we tend to have this mindset that you know what we become hopeless. So, Muftisab can just advise us on this how to improve our iman. What I know you've said, Muftisab has said, we need to connect, be connected to the masajid, but also our women folk at home. What can they do as well? And on an individual basis, on a daily basis, at every given juncture, how can we become? People, men of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, women of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, children of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not meaning meaning the slaves in actual fact. Yeah, well, see, um, going into this problem, um, before October 7th, what percentage of Muslims were praying five times a day? Hmm. All right, Tabi Jamaat tells us about 10% or even less than that. All right, so 90% of us are not doing what we should what we should be doing just with namaz. Yes. Okay? Uh, let's, for, let's forget about all the other haram that we're doing, but we're missing namaz. And uh, without namaz, then we're no longer Muslim, correct? Mm. Um, the difference between us and the mushrikeen is namaz. Mm. Okay? And that's what the hadith says. Um, so that, that, that was before October 7th. So now you... Uh, if you look after October 7th, that's when the invasion happened, right? Um, the Hamas um, in Gaza. Um, okay. Um, so if you look after that, so we, we should say, all right, now look how they're treating the Muslims now over there. And Hadith tells us that um, Masjid al-Aqsa is not protected like uh, like Kanataba and uh, like Masjid Nabawi. All right. Allah protects those two houses, okay? Uh, but the Masjid al-Aqsa is under um, how the condition of the Muslim is throughout the world. If the Muslim is uh, in a good condition, then Masjid al-Aqsa is under the control of the Muslim. All right? But if the Muslims are not in a good condition, okay, throughout the world, then uh, Allah gives control of Masjid al-Aqsa to the Kufar. All right. So now, in the last few days, uh, since October 7th, this other bombing has started. Okay. Have we changed? Have, we know the problem. We're not praying. That, that's the number one problem is we're not praying. Mm. Okay. Um, now, we're leaving the house and we're going out to protest, <laughs> but we're not going to the message. Mm. All right. Some of the streets are full with people carrying signs and, and shouting slogans, but they're not in the message. All right. We're still, still, Pfizer looks the same this week as it did last week or the month before or the year before. Mm. All right. No one's in the message. Yes. Okay. No mm. one's reading Nafal. No one's reading Quran. Okay. Um, and no one is doing Jerusalem, and of course, no one is doing Toba, and, and that is that that is the big thing. Okay, that is the big thing. Allah will forgive our sins, but we gotta have we have to we have to stop sinning and ask for the forgiveness. Then Allah will give us the forgiveness, and He will give us the, His Muslim. He'll give us the help. But the, the prescription is right there, but we're ignoring the prescription. 
We're putting a prescription, we're leaving it in the Quran, we're leaving it in the Hadith, we're leaving it in the books of Fiqh and, uh, and Tasawwuf, we're leaving it there, and we're not acting on it, and we're doing other types of actions, like I said, protests and talking about boycotts and, and things like that, which will have no effect. Mm. Sahaba didn't do anything like this. <laughs> we, 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 look, we look at the fact that when there was a cloud in the sky, when the clouds gathered and it looked like a storm, the prophet saw him, what would he do? He'd run into the masjid, hmm. okay, <laughs> and read the mosque and do tawbah, okay, even though he was sinless, all right? So the, the prescription is there, hmm. but we don't want to act on it. But we didn't want to act on it when there wasn't a problem, okay? But excuse me, there was always a problem in, in Gaza for the last 15 years, okay, and in uh, what is called Israel. Uh, since 1948, there's always been a problem, all right? And we've ignored it. Um, and there's problems in Kashmir, and there's problems in Burma. Uh, and it's the same prescription. Uh-huh. Tawbah, okay? Allah accepts the Tawbah. We, we try to stop the sinning. Uh, we ask for Allah's Nusrat, and then he brings it. That's a sinner. Mm. No problem. But why don't we act on it? Mm. Pertinent advices here, and this is what is making me reflect myself on so many aspects that this is right in front of us, and we have this opportunity. It's not that we, they say the best things in life is free. Salah you don't have to pay for. Wherever you may be, right. you can be connecting with Allah Azawajal. But rather we go and we're protesting on the streets, and I'm just thinking as you're speaking, who we're screaming to? It's definitely not to Allah. We are screaming to who? To the president. We're speaking to, screaming to who? To the world. So how is Allah's Nusrat going to come? And all this makes us ponder. Mufti Sahib, uh, were you there in America during 9-11? No, no. I was here. I was here in Pakistan. Pakistan, okay. So... I, I was in America with the first time they, they bombed the World Trade Center. Hmm. Okay, they, they use a truck. Mm. Okay, they use a, a, a pickup truck and um, they brought a lot of explosives down in the parking lot in the basement and, and blew it up. Mm. And um, they, they accused uh, the, uh, the Sheikh Abdul Rahman uh, from Misr. Mm. They accused him of being the mastermind, he, even though he was blind, <laughs> diabetes, high blood pressure. And he didn't speak English, hmm. but he was a mastermind behind it. <laughs> but because of that, uh, Muslims, uh, a lot of Muslims shaved their beards and uh, took off their Sunnah clothes. Uh, women uh, who they didn't wear much uh, burqa back then anyway, but the women, they, they stopped trying to dress modestly and, and what have you because of the uh, Islamophobia, hmm. okay, from, from back then. Uh, so it, it's, it's a little bit the same now from what I hear in America, people walking up to Muslims, all right, and asking, do you condemn Hamas for what they do? Do you condemn Hamas? <laughs> yeah, but do you condemn Israel for what they've been doing since 1948? Hmm. All right. But uh, Israel is doing since 1948 what the European had did to the Native American. Uh, since the 
1500, hmm. okay, when they first came to America, okay, when when uh, Columbus arrived in um, uh, Puerto Rico, he never he never landed in America, but he landed in Puerto Rico, and after him, many other Europeans came to America, and uh, they landed in America. That country was occupied. All right, and we call them Indians, right? Because Columbus thought he had landed in India, <laughs> so he said these people are Indians. <laughs> so we call them now Indians or Native Americans. Hmm? That land was occupied, but now it's occupied by who? By people who are from Europe. <laughs> well, how did it get that way? Okay, <laughs> the, the same what the same way the Jews are doing in Philistine. <laughs> okay, they were in. Um, the Arabs uh, uh, invited them. Well, no, the, the Arabs allowed them to come because England really sent them there after World War One. England sent the Jews because the, the British didn't want Jews in their country, right? So they sent them to um, they sent them to Philistine. The Arabs welcomed them. Right? They, are, they are half brothers, okay? Ibrahim's our father. All right, and Ishmael is our father, and, and Isaac is, is their father. No problem. We're from the same family. Come, come in. Hmm. But but then what? The the Jews turned around and uh, and turned against the British and turned against the Muslims and started taking more and more and more and more land. And since we didn't have Caliphate, okay, it was allowed to happen. But this is another problem that we have. We don't have a Khalifa. Hmm. All right? I tell, I ask the brothers here in Pakistan, how did Islam come to Karachi? How did it come to, over here in, in the Sindh uh, province? That uh, Hajjaj bin Yusuf, who was one of the biggest enemies of Islam, although he was Muslim, he sent his nephew, um, uh, Abu Qasim, okay, and sent him here. Uh, because one woman got kidnapped by pirates. Hmm. One woman and her children got kidnapped by pirates. So Hajjaj bin Yusuf sent a whole army from Baghdad hmm. to sin to save that woman. Hmm. Now we got we got two million people in Gaza alone. Okay, hmm. and how many Muslims are there? <laughs> they say close to two billion. Yes, that's what they say. Huh? Yes, right. Hmm. And we can't do anything. Hmm. And how many Long Jews? How many right? Jews in the world? Six million Jews in, in Israel. Hmm. Five million plus or six million. Okay. If, if we if we don't talk about Islam, when we just talk about the Arabs, there's two hundred million Arabs. Hmm. Two hundred million Arabs and six million Jews. Okay. If we all spit. At the same time, they'll drown. <laughs> okay? Gee. When <laughs> when General Rahim, here in Pakistan, when he retired as the chief army staff, okay, uh, he went to he went to Saudi, and, and Saudi started an Islamic army and put him in charge, okay, uh, of the different uh, Islamic countries, all right, the... Uh, the, uh, this general rival was put in charge of uh, of this army, this Islamic army. Okay, that if any problem were to happen to the Muslims, um, we would respond militarily. Okay, 
Now, Burma, Burma has been going on and nothing happened. Uh, Kashmir has been going on, nothing happened. And now over here in Philistine, uh, it's been going on and nothing happened. We, we talk about we have uh, the bomb here, atomic bomb uh, in Pakistan. And Americans, allegedly, they are so worried that it will fall in the wrong hands. Terrorists will get a hold of this atomic bomb. All right? Uh, but what are we doing about it? Mm. How are the Muslims suffering in India? And we're right next door. And we're not mm. doing anything about it. How is it in China there are one million Muslims in jail and we are not doing anything about it? Well, part of the reason is we don't have Colossus. Mm. Okay? And at the head, the, the, the head is, is weak. All right? So obviously the body is going to be weak. 100%. All right? Mm. Then we have... This love of the dunya and the hatred of death, which the Prophet Sallallahu told us that this was going to be our problem. The people would, um, the Kufar would in, invite each other, like you invite people to a dinner, huh? and uh, they will, you know, give us a problem, and it, they will dominate us. Mm. And when the Sahaba asked it, because our numbers are less, and he said, no, your numbers will be many. But um, you'll have love of the dunya and the mm. hatred of death. So we we rather play cricket and football, okay, with um, with these kufar, uh, but we we put down the sword, and uh, when we put down the sword, even though this uh, jihad is is wajib until kiamat, or at least until Imam Mehdi comes, at least then, um, uh, jihad is is wajib until kiamat. But uh, not football and not cricket. But this is what we like to do now. Mm. All right. So, Turkestan is, is in is in Russia. Huh? How, how did that happen? All right. There's a problem in Russia, and the Khalifa in uh, in uh, not Baghdad in Turkey. He sent some troops into Russia, straightened out the problem. The troops stayed there, and, and now there's a, a whole country there. Uh, Turkestan, okay, because of that. But when World War One was over, and uh, your friend Ataturk, okay, <laughs> when he uh, disbanded the Caliphate, hmm. okay, sent Abdul Hamid II uh, to Paris on a train by himself, and disbanded the Caliphate, then that was it. And when Europe split up uh, the Arabian Peninsula, or they made Jordan, they made Bahrain, they made this country, they made that country. They gave money to to uh, the Saud family, right, to kick out the Turks and take control of Mecca, Medina, but they were ordered not to have any caliphate there. So we all became 53 countries, all right? Instead of one ummah, we're now 53 or 54 countries, Okay. Uh, and we really don't care about the other. We we give lip service. We we need to just drop everything and go fight. 100%. Okay, Malala Tanvi Rakutulale. He said what? He, he said there's only two conditions for the Muslim. If you have power, you do jihad. If you don't have power, then you you make dua. Okay, you have supper and you make dua. All right, we have the power, but we don't use it. <laughs> Nor do we have the Imam. 
So it's best for us to just make dua. Hazrat hmm. hmm? Molana um, A.S. decide. He said he's ready. He said he is ready. Now he's 80, 84 years old. He's ready for jihad. Hmm. But he said what? That the ulama need to be educated. Hmm. All right? Our, our ulama right now today, they need to be educated. Because they'd rather be on TikTok huh, and YouTube rather than being on the jihad, you know, ground. Yes. You see? Wearing nice clothes and driving nice cars, living in nice houses, etc. When, when I was in America during the civil rights, um, you know, struggles when we were having there as a black man, not Muslim, all right, we, um, we understood that middle class people, all right, don't fight a revolution. All right, you can't fight a revolution if you if you're driving a BMW, huh? Mm. And we don't have the hunger as Muslims. We don't have the hunger for jihad, and it's, it has to start with the ulama. But even if several people or a lot of people want to fight jihad, it has to be under Amir, and the Amir has to be uh, or should be an alim. But most of our ulama are not ready for jihad. They're ready for the TV camera. Mm. Okay? They're ready to be filmed. They're ready to give nice speeches. All right? But they don't want to get their hands dirty. Mm. They don't want to bleed. They're afraid, afraid to bleed, like Malcolm would say. Mm. 100% Mufti Sap. I just, alhamdulillah, I appreciate your advices. And um, inshallah, we will meet tomorrow again, uh, more or less the same time, inshallah. Mufti Sahib, make dua for us and for the Ummah here in South Africa too. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.